At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I am Mike Palm, and look who's back. Amal Shaw, we're glad to have him. Uh, Nick Alberga, Amal's going to join the show in about 30 minutes. We'll find out, does he think the Lightning just made this a series again with their big win last night? Showed a lot of flaws in uh, in Darcy Kemper, I thought. Uh, he'll join us in 30 minutes via Skype. But let's start out with baseball. Some great series starting out this week. We saw it start last night in Tampa Bay. And you just talked to me off camera about how big this series is in Minneapolis between the Guardians, who, what, have won like nine straight series. I mean, they're just, somehow they're doing it here with Jose Ramirez and some some decent pitching and a chance to close the gap on the Twins eight games in the next 10 days. Yeah, a huge opportunity here. They're going to play three games this week in Minnesota, and then they're going to turn around and play a five-game set in three days, I believe. Might be four days in Cleveland. So a real opportunity for both sides there. If you're Minnesota, you could potentially push the Guardians to a position where they're going to be uh, a team that you're, I'm not going to say you're eliminating, but really going to put them under duress. White Sox still right there contending, get a win with Big Daddy Lance Lynn on the mound yesterday, 8-7. Um, but they still get healthier. You look at the right now, the prices around town. You see Twins at plus 125. Um, I've seen the White Sox at 130, and then I saw the Indian, or Guardians as high as uh, 350. We're going to get to my uh, top five Cyan candidates in each league. Uh, a little bit of a change from two weeks ago when we first did it. I'm a little upset with myself. Towers and I talked about this, playing that game at Cellular One over last night. Yeah. With Lynn only making his second start, he got wrapped up in his first, and then how inconsistent Barrios has been, and that game got over early. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. White Sox get on the board uh, first, and then we see Toronto respond with two in the second. But uh, really, it was all White Sox through the first five as they led eight to two, and this game was a comfortable over in this one of nine. Especially in that ballpark summertime, when you look at the weather, it's hard to sit there and see a scenario where either of these offenses is going to be held to three runs. All right, Amal. Um, as we enter the day, the Dodgers just percentage points ahead of the Padres. Dodgers 40 and 25, San Diego 42 and 27, having played four more games, two and two in those additional four. Dodgers go on the road where they've been good, 20 and 12 at home, 20 and 13 away, and they go to the small park, 3.40 Pacific time to take on the Reds. I think this is a terrific pitching matchup here between Tony Gonsolin, yeah. no false notes yet from Tony, 63 and a third innings pitched. He would be the uh, Major League ERA leader if he had enough innings to qualify. He's just short of it. Um, 142, his whip, 0.82. He's 8-0. And then Tyler Molly. Molly was terrible early on. His ERA was about 6.5. He's gotten it down to 4.5, some terrific outings, including at Bank 1 in Phoenix a couple starts back. 2-5, and five, he comes in with the whip at 1.25. Dodgers, a $1.90 road favorite here. Amal with a total of 9.5. I'll have a play on this game later. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup. You mentioned Molly turning things around. Last 15 innings, just 7 hits, 1 earned run, and 22 strikeouts during that stretch. He's been phenomenal. He had a rough outing 5 starts ago against the Cubs. Gave up 8 earned runs in that one, but since that point in time, uh, he has been able to pitch 27 and two-thirds innings and only giving up the four earned runs, really getting things on track. I saw the Gosselin price earlier at around 160. Now it's gone up to around 175, depending on where you look. Might vary. But this is interesting in terms of where this team is with him being now the lead dog for this for them with Walker Buehler out. I think it's a big start for Gonsolin, at least in his uh, young campaign, to see if he can continue pitching well. Remember last time out that he had a road start, it was in Chicago against the White Sox. Um, and he won that game three to one. He just seems to have command. He reminds me of what Ryu was three years ago. Command of four pitches works quick uh, and gets a decent amount of run support. Ryu would have won the Cy Young that year if he didn't give up 14 earned and two starts in Coors. Can Gonsolet keep it going? 63 and a third innings so far. What I mean, what did they have this guy penciled in for at the start of the year? Around 100 innings, <laughs> and he's already we're you know we're late June. He's already two thirds of the way there. Yeah, he's done a tremendous job with an opportunity to go to 9-0. and I mean, think about this, Mike. He's a guy I think could be the potential starter for the National League in the All-Star game. He could be looking at a 10-0, and 11-0 a record by the time we get to the All-Star game in Los Angeles this year. Yeah, he could be. And, yeah. and, and as you're right, it's at Chavez Ravine, and yeah. so that would be. Or maybe even Joe Musgrove if he continues to be undefeated here. Musgrove's been terrific. I think he just gets overlooked in San Diego um, simply because in the National League West, everyone talks about the Dodgers. We're guilty of doing that as well. And the Dodgers, you mentioned it, percentage points ahead of the Padres, but Musgrove quietly has put together a terrific yeah. season. Okay, uh, let's go to South Florida from Cincinnati. Rockies at the Marlins. Ryan Feltner uh, going against Daniel Castano. Last out, we saw Castano really dominate a heavy left-handed lineup from the Phillies. Uh, in Philadelphia, three-run homer at the end of the game. Castano um, ends up not getting the win there. In 10 and two-thirds in so far this year, he's yet to give, an up, give up an earned run. The whip just over one. Marlins coming off a tough series in New York over the weekend against the Mets. A twenty-five home favorite of all with a total of eight. Yeah, left-hander going here. This Rockies team comes in with uh, seven games under five hundred, But they did take three in a row against the Padres, which was impressive. 
Um, you know, this is what kind of, go ahead. Yeah, they own the Padres. Yeah. They, they, they just do, especially in that park in Coors. Absolutely right. Uh, not a play here for me on this game, but uh, I, I tell you what, think about where the Padres would be right now. If they could just kind of do better against the Rockies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cubs at Pirates. Our guy, uh, Josh Towers, yesterday really wanted to pull the trigger on the Cubs. Brubaker 0-7. And he said, no, I just can't do it. I'm not betting two bad teams. Good thing he stayed away from that game as the Pirates dominated and Brubaker got his first win. Didn't make this play yesterday, but I liked the Pirates. Mm. I thought Brubaker in that spot. He'd been good, He'd been good like that's, four starts in a row, got no exactly, run support. Yeah, it's exactly right. I, I thought that was a pretty good opportunity there. Uh, Contreras on the mound today against Swarmer, and um, this would be a high price for me on Pittsburgh here. I think a little bit too high. I'd be looking at the dog here if I was going to play this game. By the way, real quick, did you see the throw from shortstop by the rookie O'Neill Cruz? No. 96 miles an hour first base. Strongest throw of the season from a, you know, a velocity standpoint this year. Mike, I got to tell you on the throw, you can see it's humming. I mean, like, you know, when you see certain guys throw a certain speed, you go, well, I can't tell that's upper 90s. This one, you could tell was this ball was moving. Was it a bang-bang play at first? It was. It, he needed every bit of it. You know who I always think throws the ball as hard, but he— is Chapman has such a gun from third base for for Oakland and now for yeah. the, for Toronto. But I mean, he puts it on. There's no arc on the ball. It's just on a straight line across the diamond. Uh, or Swarmer goes for the Cubs. Of course, he's famous for giving up the six solo home runs to the Yankees down that Saturday night baseball game in the Bronx. Bo Brisk was terrific last time out for the Tigers. Seven scoreless innings, and he did not get the win. They pulled him. Uh, and Soto gives up three in the ninth in a game that Martin Perez had dueled with him. Perez also going tonight. We'll get to him next. Richie Hill, a loser last out against Oakland, had beaten Oakland, and Oakland lost to them uh, in Boston. Brisk, 1-5, uh, ERA 3.79. Richie Hill, 2-4, ERA 4.42. But here's another guy, Richie Hill, with 55 innings so far. How many does he have left in him as we go through the summer? This Boston team's going to be in the race to get a wild card. You, you ever seen a Red Sox team that's six games over 500? That is the quietest you've ever heard of Boston. I mean, this is unbelievable that this team now has jumped ahead of the Rays by half a game. Nothing alarming, but mm -hmm. it's just amazing. They're an afterthought. Yeah. And the amazing thing is they get three guys hitting over, th four guys hitting over 300 in that starting lineup. Well, they, they've always been able to break. Yeah. I mean, when you look at Xander, you look at JD and Endeavors, these guys can all hit the baseball. Um, price here today, Richie Hill, close to $2 with a total of nine. It, for me, it would be Tigers or anything. I'm not laying $2 with Richie Hill in any spot. I would agree with you there. I think it's it's just absurd at this point in time. And what's the price on the first five Tigers here? What do you get? I, oh, that's not bad. 165 on a Tigers first five. Not maybe a quarter unit play for our friend Lou. Uh, tonight in Texas, in Dallas, Kyle Gibson, the pride of Columbia, Missouri, takes on Martin Perez. Martin Perez keeps getting it done, Amal, and you bet on his games either on him or on the unders in his games probably more than anybody on the network. Martin Perez, a home uh, favorite of $1.20 tonight against the Phillies, who took four out of five from the Nationals in that series over the weekend in the nation's capital. Total here I looked at, and uh, and I have a play on later, eight and a half, Amal. Yeah, Martin Perez is outstanding. His last start, seven innings, eight hits, one earned run against the Tigers. Gets a no decision because the Rangers scored three in the ninth inning to 
uh, avoid the loss there. But um, I tell you what, this is not a bad spot for him right now. You're looking at minus 120. Don't like this total, but I think Gibson is very capable of slowing down this Texas team, which has not been great offensively. Gibby in his last two starts, uh, particularly last one against Miami, eight innings, seven uh, hits, one earned run. Previous to that against Arizona, six innings, four uh, hits, and three earned runs. You know, Perez ERA has been terrific, uh, just over two. You're, you mentioned Blue Jays, White Sox, 8-7 last night with Big Daddy Lynn getting the win. Gaussman, you know, I put a parlay together, what was it, last Thursday, that four-teamer, and um, when Adam Adam Hill was on, and, uh, you know, I Adam, hate Gaussman. Adam Burke? Adam Burke, sorry. I hate Gaussman, and I put Toronto in there because I thought they'd bounce back. They had gotten beat by... Baltimore mm-hmm. the day before, and they get beat again. Gaussman gives up a bunch of runs early. He's on the road here tonight against Cease, and he's a road favorite with the Blue Jays against Dylan Cease. I'm surprised this isn't closer to a pick. Dollar thirty-five with a total of nine of all. You know, I was shocked by this number, and I feel like if you look at a power ratings perspective of the odds makers, I think you'd have New York 1, Houston 2, and Toronto 3 in the American League, it seems like to me. But I, I would think that the White Sox... Uh, are are the play here as a home dog. A little bit surprised by this number. I think uh, Dylan Cease is a guy you'd look towards here in this one instead of Gossman. Yeah, I can't back Gossman here. I would I would have to get plus 135 to back Gossman yeah. in this spot. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including the aforementioned Adam Burks on, the, on Major League Baseball, our NFL preseason coverage, and articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which includes our daily best bets email at 9 a.m. Pacific time, every edition of Point Spread Weekly that comes out on Wednesdays, use of all our betting tools, including the betting splits page, and live video stream whenever you want it. It's only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash summer. Up next, my top five Cy Young in each league. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one ranked nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com find. This product does contain nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shah. In 15 minutes, Nick Alberga, the Golden Muzzy, will join us to discuss Lord Stanley Cup final. Tampa Bay gets back into the race with an impressive 6-2 home victory last night, Amal. Did you have any action on the game? I did not, unfortunately. Uh, I would have liked Tampa in that spot. I really thought it was a good spot. You know, I thought it was an overreaction based on one game. Because if you go back to game one, they take the late penalty, and then Colorado doesn't score on the power play, but they capitalize and they score a goal to win in overtime. Vasilevsky is still a far, far superior goaltender. Than Kemper. Yeah, not even close. And then if you think back on this, a friend of mine and I were talking about this. Um, if you look at it, I'd have to go back to the Red Wings when they had the Russian red line and, and you know, Lidstrom, Iserman, Brendan Shanahan, and all those guys. I don't think a team has been that good in the NHL since the Red Wings. And I think this Tampa team over the last three years is ex- exactly that. Uh, now, my one concern going into game four is Kucherov's status. You know, he got hurt late in this game. Um, how effective can he be from a health standpoint? Uh, okay, let's get to my Cy Young rankings here. Mm-hmm. And we'll start with the American League, which I'm going to do every two weeks, alternating Tuesdays um, alternating Tuesdays with the, uh, the MVP candidates. Two weeks ago, my fifth choice was Martin Perez, um, whose ERA at the time was at 156. It's gotten to 208, I believe, right now. He's bumped out. That's the one change coming out. And who I had fourth last week, I have fifth this week, Alec Manoa. Uh, got beat by the Yankees, suffered a loss. He was 8-1 and one going into that game. I don't know how much of that game you saw. I'm going to tell you, the Yankees, they go into Toronto over the weekend. And Friday, Saturday, they get Stripling, who, you know, I'm very high on. He'd, he'd gone 12 innings, two hits, no earned runs, no walks. And they just battle in these at-bats, and they don't strike out, and they just finally make you make a mistake, and they get the big hit here and there. Gliber Torres did it to Stripling in the fourth inning, and eventually that knocked him out of the game. Um, and he did it again to Manoa. Both games, the Blue Jays led going into the fourth inning. Um, they made Manoa throw a lot of pitches, got some timely hits, knocked him out, and he took the loss. I drop him 
from fourth to fifth in my rankings. This Yankees team with this 50 and 17 start reminds me of the 84 Tigers at 35 and five. five. And it reminds me of the, was it the 01 Mariners, 20, uh, 116 and 46. I mean, this team has been unbelievable in terms of what they've been able to do so far. Can they sustain it? And the thing in baseball that's so tough is you can have a tremendous regular season, but can you deliver in that playoffs? Can you be hot at that right time? Here's my new entry, and he's not, we're not the biggest fan of this guy, but I have to recognize him at this point, and he's viable for this award. Garrett Cole comes in at number four for me. I think Garrett Cole's a terrific pitcher. I just think they've paid him like he's a Max Scherzer, Jacob DeGrom, Clayton Kershaw, Pedro Prime, John Smoltz kind of thing. I, all I'm saying is he is not at that level of those guys. Uh, Matt Humans, who was on hosting with Paul Howard on Follow the Money yesterday, they had Will, not the Thrill Hill, the host of the New York City podcast on, and they were talking about MVP, and Will Hill mentioned that, you know, I'm leading a band of people who are sick of Otani and tired of the Otani. I'm not sick of Otani. I just don't think he's the best player in baseball. So there's a Twitter exchange going on last night with Dr. Leo Marvin and Matt Humans, who gave Cole credit for a good start, but it's not nearly as impressive as what Otani did against the Red Sox when he pitched six scoreless innings and hit a two-run home run as to, as to what Cole did against a weak-hitting uh, Tampa Bay Rays team. One of our friends replied, Otani pitches every seven days, Matt, a luxury not a single other pitcher is afforded. In Otani's 11 starts, they have a losing record of five and six, and he averages a whopping five and two-thirds innings per start, even with the two extra days rest, and has pitched more than six innings exactly once. Conversely, the Yankees are 11 and three in Cole's 14 starts, and he has lasted more than six innings in seven of the 14 starts and isn't pitching meaningless exhibition games for an irrelevant team. Imagine what Cole could do with seven days between starts in the mighty AL West. Well, DraftKings must be in full effect on affirmative action under the category of idiots. I mean, do these people not even watch baseball? Do they actually know what's going on? Do they realize that Otani gets more time you think if Garrett Cole's pitching every seventh day, this guy's not going to go eight innings? Look, I'm critical of him because of the contract. Mm -hmm. But when you look at it, he's still a top five pitcher in baseball. Are you going to find four other guys that, or five other guys that you think are better than him? I don't think so. Okay, last week, my number, or two weeks ago, my number one was Nasty Nestor Cortez. He goes tonight, Yankees again at the drop. I've dropped him to number three on my list. Uh, ERA up, because remember that start in Minnesota, he got hit, couldn't get out of the fourth inning. Um We'll see him on the road tonight. He was great against McClanahan in New York and beat McClanahan off those three unearned runs in the fifth. ERA now at 194. He's seven. By the way, Manoa seven to one. Garrett Cole's eight to one now for Cy Young. And my third choice this week, seven to one. Nasty Nestor Cortez. We'll see him in action tonight. He's been terrific. I mean, the only thing that I could point to that would be a slight negative is just probably the innings pitch. But other than that, he's been outstanding. All right. Shane McClanahan. Uh, was number three last week. I moved him up to number two. Listen, he didn't deserve to lose that game last night. Rizzo had a terrific at bat against him, falling off those pitches with two strikes and hit the home runs. He leaves the game down one nothing to Cole, who had a no-hitter going into the seventh inning last night. They rally and tie the game in the eighth, and then the Yankees score two in the ninth. But McClanahan might just have the best stuff in the American League. I don't disagree with you there. He's unbelievable. And if you recall that game against the Yankees in the Bronx, he gave up four runs, but three of them were unearned. Phillips dropped the fly ball. ball. Yeah, exactly. But I go back to this, Amal. Why won't they pitch to Kiner Falefa? They, you know, they, the Yankees went to Toronto. Everybody went right at Kiner Falefa. It, it was incredible. And then Higashawa hit the three-run homer, three unearned runs. McClanahan's had 14 starts, 12 of them, two earned runs or less. And then number one, 
I still think it's his to lose by what he's done. I know he got beat by the White Sox this weekend, and he's your favorite at plus three dollars. McClanahan, by the way, three seventy-five. Justin Verlander, uh, eight and three. He's the MVP for the Astros so far on this team that's going to dominate that AL West and run away with it. I would agree with you. Um, I, I get where you're coming from on Verlander in terms of his numbers outstanding, two point three in terms of the earned run average. McClanahan and Cortez and Manoa uh, slightly ahead there, but. The ability to eat innings um, and just deliver big game situations, I, I think Verlander has been terrific. Did have the four runs you mentioned yeah. against the White Sox. Two bad but- starts. Home to the White Sox and at Seattle. The question for me is, can he keep it up all year at his age? Well, look. As he, a power pitcher. He's been durable. That's the one thing you have to give him credit throughout his career. For, there's only two pitchers that have come back from Chom- Tommy John at this age. Verlander mm-hmm. and Jamie Moyer, who topped out at 82. I think I'd check that radar gun. I, I could testify against that one in court. My father used to say if, if the catcher was holding a pane of glass, the ball wouldn't break it. <laughs> All right, let's get to the National League, which is the one I'm really more interested in. I have a new entry coming in this week, and that's Corbin Burns. I've got to recognize that the guy's going to be around for the race here. He's actually the second choice right now at 4-1. to one. ERA 2-3-1, 85 and two-thirds innings. The record against him, only 5-4, and four, and my concern also... Can Milwaukee score enough runs to get him enough wins? Yeah, that's the one concern. Uh, and I don't think the voters put as much stock in wins and losses because we saw that with DeGrom a couple of years ago. Uh, I got Gonsolin at number four. I had him at number five last week. I dropped out Carrasco. I, that was probably a bad pick with Carrasco. Uh, you, you disagree with it, and I think you were right. Um, I dropped him out of the list, and I moved Gonsolin up. Big start for him on the road tonight. We talked about him earlier. 20-1 to 1 right now, 8-0. Yeah, I, I got no qualms with this one. I'm just curious who you have at three. I know who you have at one and two. Zach Wheeler, number three. No problem. I think the rest of the list is terrific. Musgrove, two. Yeah. And then, of course, Alcantara. He's simply the guy I want to hand the ball. If I had a choice of any pitcher in baseball right now with the Grom out, I'm handing the ball to Big Sandy. Here's the reason why, in my opinion, he is the National League Cy Young Award winner. Innings pitch right now for Joe Musgrove, 79. Mm-hmm. Sandy Alcantara, 99 and a third innings pitch. Four straight starts of eight plus. Amal last night, and, and I'm going to tell you, if I could have of two guys, there's 10 guys on these two lists, yeah. if I could pick two guys just to have tickets on, and I do, it would be Alcantara and Wheeler, actually. Well, Wheeler at 11-1 to is interesting, mm-hmm. uh, but he's about a 1.1 earned runs behind uh, Musgrove. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, Gonsolin, to me, at 20-1 to is interesting, because yeah. if Walker Bueller remains out through, say, the end of August, Gonsolin pitches well in critical games, Dodgers win the win the division and also have the best record in the National League, and Gonsolin winds up with a you know, 20-3 type of record or something, I think Gonsolin's got a great shot for it. The thing I'm all about innings pitched is really interesting, uh, and I made this point yesterday. Look, look who was going yesterday pitching in all those games last night. Cole, yeah. McClanahan, uh, Logan Webb, yeah. uh, Max Fried, who was terrific, Miles Mikolas, Corbin Burns, Jose Barrios, Noah Syndergaard, Yu Darvish. Out of all those pitchers, who had the most innings pitched going into last night and after last night of that group? I'm going to say uh, probably uh, McClanahan. Miles Mikolas. Oh, okay. Wow. Think about that and, and how rare it is to get people. Now, he coming out of last night still at, uh, at 90. Big Sandy almost at 100 already. And, and touching 100 on the gun in, in the 8th and ninth yeah. innings of these games. Didn't deserve to get pulled. Had a right to get out of that inning, the 8th inning in Philadelphia. I agree. After he gets the double play ball. All right, coming up, our friend Nick Alberga, the Golden Muzzy. He'll break down Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Finals.
This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Do you want more betting insights to give you an edge? If you don't, you're in the wrong place. Check out VSIN's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Vegas and across the country. Download the VEASAN Best Bets podcast now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw, and it's our pleasure to bring in our friend Nick Alberga live from the GTA to break down game four of the Stanley Cup Finals. Good afternoon, Nick. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, boys. What a victory for Tampa last night. That was impressive, wasn't it? But look, guys, I didn't think they were out of this thing at all. I think when you look at this team, what they've been able to do, Nick, I made the point earlier to Mike, I thought this was the best team as a collective, you know, the last three years since the Detroit Red Wings when they had their great run, the Russian Red Line, uh, including mm-hmm. Fedorov, uh, Shanahan, Iserman, all those guys, and, of course, Nick Lidstrom, who, by the way, for some reason, Wayne Gretzky doesn't seem to think exist. Um <laughs> I mean, the most asinine comment I've ever heard. Kale McCarr is the best defenseman since Bobby Orr. I, I tweeted out. I said, did Nick Lidstrom not exist? Apparently not. Like, I, I you know, t- to piggyback off that, I love this day and age, guys, where it's like a guy does something amazing in the Stanley Cup playoffs or has a good bulk of games. Like, this guy's the best since, you know, Gretzky, since, you know, whoever, since Bobby Orr. I, I agree. Like, there were so many great defensemen even in the last 20 years, but automatically you go to Bobby Orr. I, I didn't think that was fair. I would agree with you. Nick, I want to stay on this theme right now. Vasilevsky, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine about Shesterkin's going to win the Vesna. He's got a mm-hmm. chance to be really an all-timer, it looks like. Vasilevsky's one weak side appears to be blocker side high. Colorado wasn't able to exploit that in game number two. Excuse me, game number three. He seems like he's gotten on track. Uh, do you believe that if you're Colorado, they go with Pavel Francois or they go with Darcy Kemper? Because I thought he gave up some really, really weak goals in a crucial game in this series last night. Yeah, the way I would encapsulate it in this modern day era, it was the poop emoji. That's what Darcy Kemper brought to the table in game three, guys. Like it's it's borderline unacceptable. And to me, it's pretty crazy and egregious that Colorado is two wins away from winning the Stanley Cup with average goaltending. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a conundrum right now. If it were me, I'm probably going back to Darcy Kemper. I think you owe it to him a bit. I know it's a tough time of year to say that. I know he hasn't looked good so far here, in the, you know, at least in this series. I know he's banged up earlier on with the eye injury in the Stanley Cup playoffs, so who knows how truly healthy he is. But I would have a really, really short lease. I'd, at least, I should say, I would have Kemper out there for game four. If you know he lets a soft goal in or he lets one early, I think I would give him the hook quickly. But I would go back to Kemper. Two years ago in the bubble, Nick, the Avalanche were a $4 favorite in the second round over Rick Bonus and the Stars, and mm-hmm. they don't get out of it in Edmonton. And then last year, it, this is such a familiar thing. They win two home games, including a 7 nothing shellacking. Remember what they did to Robin Leonard in game one where they gave Marc-Andre Fleury a rest. They rolled into Vegas a heavy favorite to win the series, and now... They have a 7-0 win, 2-0 at home, and go to Tampa Bay and look this bad in game number three. How much are the sphincters tightening for the Avalanche at this point after this history in the playoffs? Look, I I get where you're coming from. I still think this Colorado team is different for a variety of reasons. And I guess, you know, the biggest concern, as we just mentioned, is probably the goaltending. 
Um, I don't think they were ever going to win in a sweep, first and foremost. I think you look at the numbers as well. Tampa has proven throughout these Stanley Cup playoffs. They're really, really consistently strong on home ice, now 8-1. and one. And Colorado was bound to lose a game on the road, right? They were 7-0 and coming into last night's game. I just think it was just... Uh, you know, one of those one-offs, um, I do still feel really, really confident in Colorado to not only win game four, but to win this series. I think ultimately we saw last night why Tampa is back-to-back defending champs. They came to play. But even in that, like Colorado scores the first goal twice, right? Right. Mm. The first one's called off, then they score again. And Vasilevsky still needed to make 37 saves in the game. Like I, I think the shot volume is there for Colorado to erupt at any time. So while Tampa grabs that... You know, that elusive first game in the series makes it a 2-1 series. I still have a lot more question marks on the Tampa side. Braden Point already deemed doubtful. That's huge for game four. Nikita Kucherov leaves early in game number three. There's just way more question marks for me, and that's aside from the fact that Nazem Kadri is still not healthy and good enough to go for Colorado, that I think Colorado is going to find a way. And for me, it was always, could Colorado win that second-round series, right, guys? It had been 20 years. They finally did so. Very similar to Tampa finally getting over that hump a couple years ago of the second round and getting off to the conference final and making some headway. I I think it's the same type of storyline here for Colorado, and I think they will find a way. I think there is a path still to win that Stanley Cup. Nick, that was a terrific speech. I've got a lot of things I'd like to disagree with. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with the fact that I, I said, look, I thought the team from the East was going to win, and I think Tampa's still very much alive. Are you concerned at all? Both goals last night come on power plays. I like to see how you score 5v5, and mm-hmm. I think that Tampa was terrific defensively last night in terms of not giving up a goal during that sequence. Now, you're correct in the sense that they had a, a plenty of shot opportunities, had good looks, the speed is still a deficiency for Tampa. You can see a mm-hmm. noticeable difference. I think I have to give an edge clear cut to Colorado there, and that's a concern for me from a Tampa standpoint. But what's the one thing you would point to if you're looking at it from a lightning standpoint? You mentioned some concerns for them that you think they need to do if they're going to be able to win the series. I would just simply say stay out of the box and you got a great chance. Well, that's the big thing for me as well, Maul. I mean, you look at the special teams, Colorado 5 for 11 on the series uh, on the power play and then conversely Tampa at 1 for 12. And in fact, that's been a story for me for Tampa ever since round one against the Maple Leafs is their deficiencies, if you want to call it that, special teams and on the power play specifically. We figured out by now that if you're going to give Colorado power play opportunities, they're going to burn you. And I think ultimately to me, you know, among the many factors, it's going to come down to depth scoring. I have way more faith Faith, I should say, uh, in Colorado's depth scorers, guys like JT Confer and Alex Newhook and Nikolai Obey-Kubel, like guys like that. Val Nachushkin's had a phenomenal series thus far than I do in Tampa. Like I know Nick Paul scores last night. I know he's banged up. Uh, Alex Kalorn is a guy nowhere to be found right now. It's like, you know, role reversal from the regular season where you couldn't find Andre Palat. Now Palat's factoring on uh, factoring in on every Tampa goal. I just think ultimately, especially without Braden Point, the depth to me is just not going to be there from a Tampa standpoint than it is for the Colorado Avalanche. Not to mention, it sounds like Kadri's on the men and he'll play at some point in time, you would think, in this series. I just, again, I just have way too many more question marks with Tampa. Um, you know, I think it's important to stress as well. They have the ultimate X factor known as Andre Vasilevsky. Historically, the numbers get better and better, guys, as the series goes on. So I'd look out for that as well. Nick, I agree with them all. That was a terrific speech. I'll disagree with only one thing. I don't like the parallel between Tampa finally getting out of the second round. They'd been to the final against the Blackhawks in 15. Colorado, not since the turn of the century. Um, You said you like to attack the overs in this series. Uh, Bookmakers really, really 
stubborn not to go to six and a half here. Yeah. After, you know, after seven, seven, eight. Remember, the game closed five and a half Saturday night. Six juice to the under and six juice to the under again coming up here tomorrow night. You still like it over six? Yeah, in fact, uh, just before it came on, I took the over. Uh, I just got to stay consistent with it, guys. It just ultimately comes down to Colorado's playing in a hockey game. I don't care when it is, uh, if it's in September or if it's in June as we speak right now. They're they're just such a high-powered offense. And just the more and more stress they put on Andre Vasilevsky, I think Tampa comprehends they're going to have to score probably at least three goals to win. You would think Colorado's going to combo with at least two goals, and that's ultimately why I look at the over six. So I'm going to stay consistent with it. We've seen it through three games. Why not continue into game four here? I tend to agree with Nick here. I think it's a very good point. I think it's difficult to really – I know Colorado got held to two goals yesterday, but I think with these offenses, Mike, it's too hard to be able to sit there and say one team's going to be held to two goals and which side is it going to be there. Nick, i got to switch gears on you real quick here. Toronto Blue Jays sitting 12 (laughs) games back against the Yankees, who don't seem like they're going to lose too many games the rest of the century. Um, What do you make of your Blue Jays right now? I mean, can they be a team that makes a push with Manoa? But Jose Barrios, can this guy ever pitch uh, a quality start ever again? It's crazy. Like they, they've been consistently inconsistent is the best phrase I would use for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I get daily texts from my father, who's like the biggest Blue Jays fan of all time. I would just stress this, like talk to me in August, talk to me when the games matter. I, you know, I don't want to say it's a foregone conclusion, especially in this new format that the Jays will make the postseason. But I think it's really, really likely. And as you guys know, you get to the postseason. All about pitching, right? Um, I think that the Jays have a secret weapon known as Alec Manoa, who I think will be involved in the uh, you know debate for the best pitcher in the, in the American League this season. Certainly will be up for the award, I think. And uh, you know, I, I think Barrios has been inconsistent since joining the staff. I think you can look across the pitching staff in general. It was like you know something that was really, really at the forefront early on in the season, but it's tapered off. As of late, um, I, I do think they have an offense that can carry them. And I think the Blue Jays will be OK. Um, you know, they're not going to win the AL East, but I think that's a OK. I think as long as you have the pitching and they bulk up at the deadline, they'll be OK, gents. Nick uh, Vasilevsky, 34 saves in game one, 23 when they got down so much in game two, 37 last night. You like them over 32 and a half game four? Yeah, I'm going to hit the over again. I just, Colorado, I mean, the numbers prove that they like putting like 40 shots on goal per game through about 17 playoff games. So I'm going to hit the over again on that one. Nick, thanks for the time. Good luck with your your bets in the upcoming game. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank All you. right. Awesome. That was a terrific job. It's a good speech, several flaws. <laughs> Almost a filibuster. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we'll get to our plays and the rest of the MLB slate. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bed River Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same-game parlays at Bed Rivers. Go to the Bed River Sportsbook app or BetRivers.com and make your same-game baseball parlays today. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw. Let's cover some of the games maybe we haven't hit through the playbook. You have no plays today? Correct. All right, you're getting back into the swing of things after your weekend off. You know, I'm, the only thing I watched this weekend sports-wise mm-hmm. was the end of the U.S. Open. That was a terrific tournament. You didn't miss out, you know, pick the wrong thing to watch there. Well, I, I would have wagered every dollar I have on my life that golf would not be the only thing I would ever watch. Uh, no baseball the whole weekend? No, I didn't even know what was going on. I had to go through all the scores from uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and Sunday. You didn't miss anything in Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals. So. I, I heard that. You know, it was funny. We had, nothing. I came back in, and uh, I just, uh, coming into this restaurant, and I saw, and it was like 5 nothing, and I saw Colorado scores on a shorty. I go, oh, perfect game to miss. Okay, let's go to my place. I have three plays. They're all first five unders them all. Uh, went one and one yesterday. Had the Braves. Uh, they went in the ninth, and but then I had the Angels. I thought the Angels, uh, Royals coming in, can't score. Noah on the mound. I took the Angels' run line. They get beat straight up by the Royals. Okay, two units, and we haven't talked about this game yet. Giants at Braves. Good pitching matchup, pitching matchup last night. Logan Webb uh, and Freed tonight. The Italian Stallion, Anthony Desclafani against Strider. Strider's been terrific them all. I have to start paying attention to this kid. Braves are a dollar seventy-two, dollar seventy, seventy-five favorite at home with a total of nine. I'm all. I'm going to play the first five with these two pitchers under five. Only three runs in the game last night. 
Yeah, absolutely. Strider's been outstanding. Mm-hmm. I, I think probably one of the most unheralded uh, pitchers in baseball. I would have been on the wrong side of that Giants game last night. I like Logan Webb at the plus price. Now, they end up losing in the ninth. It Tough was, game. Tight he left game. one nothing. It was yeah. 1-1, and they left the bases loaded with one out. Oh, did they really? Smith in the top. They should have scored more in the top of the eighth. Yeah. And then Atlanta gets the job done the bottom of the ninth. One-unit play. We talked about this game. Small park, another five. I think Molly's been terrific last three starts. And Gonsolin... No false moves here. Interesting to see Gonsolin tonight. I took it under five. The only other play I could take here would be is to try to fade Gonsolin with the Reds. Yeah, I tend to agree with you here. The five seems like a little bit of a high number. I, I won't get involved in this one despite two good pitchers simply because of the ballpark. I feel like so many times you get a, a bloop, a bleeder, and a blast, and you're down three quickly. And then, well, look, I played it Saturday. Not in the play because we weren't on, but I played Saturday under four and a half. For, or no, under five, first five with Hunter Green Yeah, uh, and Ashby. Zero zero going to the fourth. No shot. Goes over. Wow. Three at the bottom. One, two, two. I mean, to your point, the runs go quick yeah. because uh, because you get runners on and then you turn on a ball. Okay. And then the last one is your guy, Martin Perez, against Kyle Gibson tonight in Dallas. That's a pitcher's park. I'm all under four and a half, first five. I like this play better than the eight and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, Britton asked me, do you have any plays? I said no, but I'm looking at this Rangers game and I didn't see the first five was four and a half. I think it's an interesting number. Because this juice, 115 juice. That's okay. But, you know, to me, when you look at it, so many of these numbers don't make sense so many times, right? Mm-hmm. The other day we had a seven and a half and it was a three and a half in the first five. This game, you've got an eight and a half. I thought with these two pitchers, that should have been a four, uh, especially with the ineffectiveness of Texas's offense at times. I think Gibson's very capable of slowing them down. Perez, he's terrific. Throws strikes, keeps the ball moving in play, ground balls. I, I think this could be a tough one to see some runs early. All right, quick thoughts on Wimbledon, then we'll get to some of the marquee matchups we haven't hit yet. On the men's side, Joker minus $1.25. This surprises me. Berrettini's the second choice at 6-1. to one. Rafa six fifty, Alcaraz eight dollars, FAA twelve to one, Hercaz who never loses a breaker fourteen to one, uh, Chilich and Kyrgios twenty to one, Andy Murray and CC Pass twenty five to one. Yeah, I think um, you're looking at the three proper names there with Joker, Berrettini, and Nadal. Mateo's terrific on the grass in terms of how hard he serves um, can be tough, but Nadal and Joker have the ability to break your serve, which Berrettini would need you to have second serves, double faults errant shots for him to break a serve and probably he's got to beat you in a breaker if anything um you know i think roth is the play at 650 i don't think he's going to win because he hasn't won wimbledon since i think 08 or i know it's not grass but he's 30 and 3 this year yeah it's that's his match exactly. record you know and one of those losses <laughs> yeah. against taylor fritz mm-hmm. was due to injury at a rib injury yeah. i mean you know roth has been amazing um you know what would name? you play them both play joker and rafa yeah, you could do that. Or would you wait to the draw to see that they don't match up on the same no, side? No, I don't think they will. I, I think they've Wimbledon is smart because they're the one and two I, seeds. You I'm interested have these guys in her in cause because this guy is so good in the tiebreakers. I don't disagree with you, but yeah. i got to tell you, when you get into five sets, yeah. it, it separates the men from the boys. All right, on the women's side, Iga Sviatek. Mm-hmm. I said if you were going to take her, take her at plus 250. Yeah. She's plus 150. Coco, 9-1. to one. Anz Jabour, 11 to 1. Your girl, Simona Halep, 13 to 1. How about the wild card for Serena? And she's the fifth choice at 16 to 1. Serena hasn't won a Grand Slam since 2017. Um, the age is a factor, doesn't play enough. Look, if Serena were playing and were healthy, you'd sit there and give Serena strong consideration. Now, I would say at 16 to 1, the one area where you have an advantage is she gets through the first few rounds. You could go the other way, start looking at that. Um, look, Iga's won this tournament as a junior. So she does have experience on the grass court. Got to the fourth round last year. She's playing tremendous tennis. She's won, I don't know what, 25, 30 matches in a row. She's been outstanding. 34 in a row. Wow, 34. 
Um, but I think Halep, who's won at Wimbledon, comes from behind today against uh, Sinyakova, I think has an opportunity here on this surface. I'm, I'm telling you, Simona you like the price at 13 to 1. I do. You'd normally not get Simona yep. at this type of price in a tournament like this. All right, let's go rapid fire here. Cardinals at Brewers, huge series in the NL Central. Brewers win last night behind Burns, 2 to nothing. Uh, Flaherty, second start, is a small uh, road favorite against Gonzalez. They said Flaherty threw too hard last out out of the Cardinals camp. It's going to be on a 65 pitch count tonight, I heard. Flaherty minus, ooh, look at this move. From $1.25 up to $1.50, total nine and a half a mile. Well, Gonzalez's guys had yeah. issues, and I think even despite the fact that you're looking at probably four, maybe five innings with Flaherty, um, that's why the move is on Cardinals. No Machado for the Padres. Boy, these lineups are brutal in San Diego. <laughs> five, one, five runs last night, 4-1. Where's the hitting coming? Yeah, guys hitting 115 with no home runs. Pretty good pitching matchup. Gallon against Manaya. Padres, $1.30, total seven. I couldn't go over the total, I'll tell you. Well, I, I would look at the under without Manny in the lineup yep. for San Diego. He's a difference maker offensively, defensively. He's been terrific. I think he's a guy that has to be considered for the MVP. D-backs had UU on the ropes in the first, let him get off, and he went to cruise control, rest of the way. Great pitching matchup last night at the Trop. Tonight, Cortez against Beeks, the Yankees. Winners last night. Now a $1.70 favorite, uh, total of seven here, Amal. I looked yeah. at Yankees on the run line, plus 110, but I didn't play it. Yeah, the Yanks just buried uh, Tampa in the last week and a half here. You mentioned Beeks getting the start today. Uh, 17 games pitched so far. Uh, two starts. Uh, 28 innings total. Does have an ICRA 1.29. Nothing more than two innings pitched for him in this one. Bullpen game here for Tampa. You talked about how huge this series is. Maybe the biggest series of all. Um, Guardians at Twins. Guardians, all they do is win series, including at Chavez Ravine this weekend. Savali against Joe Ryan. The Twins. I was a little surprised at this number. A dollar seventy favorite uh, at home with a total of nine. Well, remember Savali's coming off injury. He hasn't pitched since May twentieth, so you're talking a month plus. The other thing to keep in mind is his last start was terrific against Detroit, six and a third innings, one earned. Excuse me, one unearned run, three hits. But previous to that, three or four starts had given up six earned runs. I think when you're looking at it this from a Minnesota standpoint, Savali's not going to be around that long in this game. Probably somewhere around sixty to seventy-five pitches, Mike. I think that's where you're a little bit concerned from a Cleveland standpoint. You're going to get four to Would five. Would you take innings. him first five and take him, you know, plus one, plus one, 45, 150, first five? Yeah, it's not a bad play, but, you know, we're talking about the negative with Savali. Yeah. But on the flip side, Joe Ryan's been good for Minnesota so far this year. Comes in, yeah. he doesn't give you a ton of length. Got roughed off a little bit at Seattle. But when you look at his home starts this year outside of Houston, you know, he's pitched well for the most part. So that's something to consider when you're looking at this matchup. You know, a guy, let's just go quickly. Royals, Angels here. Angels about $1.60. Detmers, the guy who Josh Tower says shouldn't be pitching in Major League Baseball. You know who's caught my eye as one of these, like, Danny Mingan guys? Huh. This Heasley guy. For He throws strikes. He attacks the strike zone. Um, Angels tonight uh, up to $1.90. Royals won the game last night, total of nine. Yeah, I'd slightly disagree with you here with him on Jonathan Heasley. He, he walks too many guys. 20 base on balls and 36 and uh, 30. That came pitch. early, if you look at his starts. So More so towards the early part of the year. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're right about that. And his three of his last four starts, excuse me, two of his last three starts, which uh, encompasses uh, 21 innings, excuse me, um, 17 innings pitch, just four base on balls. Okay, and then lastly, big series for the Mets, at least. They have to go on the road and play the Astros. Trevor Williams tonight for the Mets. Jose Urquidy for the Astros. Astros, I thought this price was a little bit short. $1.30 at home with a total of nine. I tend to agree with you here. I'm a little bit surprised by this number as well, but Urquidy's had his issues. ERA coming in nearing five here. Williams has been solid. 
Uh, comes in with a nice whip of 1.23, 33Ks versus seven base on balls and 35 and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, this Mets team doing a nice job as we saw the Braves lose two out of three against the Cubs. You don't have a play, but what games are we looking at in-game tonight? Well, well, you know, the, if we get an early run in, in Arlington between the Rangers and the uh, Phillies and see a nine and a half, we'll be going under on that one for sure. Uh, nasty Nestor on the mound here. Uh, this price at 170, a little bit high, but just something to consider here with the way they continue to go. And then I'll be looking, I'm hoping the Dodgers fall behind early a little bit. Yeah. All right, good to have you back, my friend. Thank you. Stay tuned. Up next, it's Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.